Welcome to Becoming a Realtor with EXP Realty on the Emerald Coast with your host, Tim Whittemore with the Whittemore Group. If you're a new agent or a seasoned agent looking into the opportunities of EXP Realty, look no further. Tim breaks down the things you need to know without all the hype and fluff. So stick around. So let's get into it. How much, how much did the average real estate agent make or is making, or we'll just say projected to make here in 2022, because we are now in, as of the date of this video, uh, April of 2022. And which you might think is pretty surprising. So if, uh, if you're thinking about getting into this career as a real estate agent, a lot of the times you're gonna see, you know, the fancy cars, going out and showing luxury homes, all these other things that make it look so much like, oh my God, it's so easy to make this money. Well, for most it's not. <laughs> um, because we're gonna talk about the average income. Um, let's talk about the number of average, okay? So I'm, I come back from a little bit of a engineering plat or uh, background and because of that, uh, we wanna know what these numbers specifically mean. Uh, average is just taking the total number that the agents made in the industry divided by the amount of agents that are here and then that gives you the average income. That's really not saying much because there's people that are in California in the luxury market, you know, uh, getting $14 million closings, right? And that's, that's the price point. And of course you could be like in one of the areas that I used to work in Dayton, Ohio, where a, on a good day we're closing around 200,000. So the average number really doesn't work out that well. The one thing that I like to look at if we really wanna get these numbers down is with the median, what the median is. So what's the most concentration of these numbers of gross commission income? So this is income prior to your brokerage taking anything out. If you're on a team, it's prior to the team taking it out, all everything with that. So that being said, the gross median was 49,700. Now that doesn't seem like a whole heck of a lot, but again, it's, uh, it's going to be the average. One thing, I, I'll, and before I jump into the next bar, if, if somebody has been in this industry for 16 years or so, uh, the gross median uh, income for commissions will be 86,500. So that's a no BS number right there for experienced agents. I'm going to say that you're going to get around 86,500. Now, one thing you need to know about this industry <laughs> is that when it comes to putting numbers together, it's just, it's not what you think. Um, I read a book when I was getting my license, my initial license in upstate New York, and uh, there was a little book pamphlet that a real estate agent put out and they equated it to Pareto's principle, the 80-20 rule, where uh, you can say 20% of the people, or yeah, 20% of the people are making 80% of the money, right? Uh, Pareto was an economist, I believe a 17th century economist, and he noticed that most 20% uh, of the populace owned 80% of the, the wealth and the land in a certain area. And uh, it, is still, it is still true in here, maybe even more extreme than that. 
uh, at least in our area, we're looking at more of a 1090 look where 10% of our industry, there's at least in our MLS, there's almost 5,000 licensed realtors and only about 10% make a majority of the money that's, that's out there. There's such a huge gap between the people that make the money and the people that barely make anything at all. Um, you would think that you would, it would be somewhere like you would just gradually get up through the gross commission incomes. But when it looks like that, it's, it really isn't. You've got a bunch of people doing maybe one, two deals a year or less, right? So no deals, right? Maybe part-time did one deal for themselves. And then you've got others doing, you know, 30, 40, a hundred plus deals per year that are sitting there right on the top. So it is quite split. It is not fair <laughs> at all. But the question that most people are asking is like, great. So how do I get into that top 10%? How do I get to the top 20%? So we're talking about 86.5. I want to go into the numbers a little bit more. Uh, there was another colleague that had done a similar video. His name's Kyle Handy. And he came up with some other numbers as well. Um, but I wanted to give him credit here because we all kind of talk about the same thing. But when we talk about um, gross median income for commissions in California, it's about 102,000. And if you compare that same sort of number out to say Arkansas, it's 58,000. Okay. So uh, let's talk about how do we get to that top 10 to 20%. Uh, if you're a new agent and you're looking at this, well, there's some key tenants that you should pick on. And I want to start with all of this because what I'm going to tell you is about prospecting and prospecting. There's, <laughs> there's hundreds of different ways to prospect. I'm going to give, give you the key ones. What I teach people on my team or people that are part of my coaching program or mentoring program, I teach them to really just concentrate on three, three main types of way that you're going to maintain business. Uh, the best ones that are out there as, as a lot of other coaches have, have come up with, is your SOI, your sphere of influence, people that already like you, know you, and trust you, and to build those out, right? Because those, those are gonna be the easiest ones to get business from. A certain amount of the, those leads should probably come from paid sources. Maybe only about 20% of those should ever come from money that you're gonna pay for, say, internet leads or something of that, that line, right? And then your other 20%, see 60% being your SOI, should come from other different sources like open houses or cold calling for sale by owners. By the way, you can just go on to Zillow and find that information. You don't have to pay for any of those numbers. Uh, when it comes to expired listings, right? If you're trying to get those numbers, you may have to pay for a system in order to get those, all right? But, but cold calling, circle prospecting through all those things, those can be just a small portion of that. Now, if you're like me and move to an area and you really don't know anybody, you're going to have to put a ton of effort into these other different sources in order for them to work out. And I can tell you that open houses was my thing when I first got uh, to the Emerald Coast and I really didn't know anybody which is detrimental to success in the real estate industry. I didn't have an SOI really. So I had to build it and it took an ex just a, an extreme amount of effort to uh, do this, but I was running to up to four open houses per week, whatever I possibly could in order to build the business past sales to get to where I needed to go. But just so I can tell you from that, 
that uh, when I found my top three, that was one of those major tenets. And I was able to close 33 deals in my first year. So it's absolutely possible for you to do it. You just have to pick what's going to work for you. Now, open houses worked for me, but it may not necessarily work for you. Maybe cold calling is your thing. Maybe you're a single parent and you need to be home. And But instead of going out and doing open houses, you can be on the phone and make hundreds of phone calls, right? You really just need to go over and over these things to, to build those relationships and eventually get to the easy part which is where you have your SOI, your past clients and everything else that you can just simply farm. So newer agents, if you know a lot of people in town and they like you, well, man, you're gonna be in luck. There is a lot of opportunity for you to be successful. That's just new agents. So if you're an experienced agent and you're listening to this, there are a couple of other things that you may wanna consider since you already know how to prospect, right? Or at least have a pretty good idea. Uh, these other things will probably help you, but there's some other things to get to that point and beyond our median income. So what do you have to do? Well, close more deals. Yeah, Tim, that sounds pretty basic. Yeah, well, close more deals. So, so how are you going to do that? Like I just said, find three, maybe four, maybe you need to expand out or put more emphasis on something or find something different that may be working for prospecting. When you make enough money, you can start spending money on marketing, you can spend money on leads, on advertisement, and you can start leveraging your time out with money. As a new agent, you don't have that because you don't have any money coming in. And I just don't tell people, unless they're on our team, it's leveraged out anyway, I don't tell people to spend money on leads until you've found one on your own. You know, start with the money in hand and use that. It's like, it's like smart gambling, if that's a thing. It may be an oxymoron, but <laughs> um, you know, play with the, uh, the casino's money versus your own, right? Start, start doing that first if you can, all right? Um, you could also try providing more. And what I mean by that is that we have some other people that are in this industry that will just work with buyers or they just want to work with listings, right? Or they don't deal with the investor side of it or they don't deal with rentals, something of those, those lines, but we'll keep the rental and commercial and stuff out of it. Try to provide more when, when you do that. If you provide more services for your listings, say doing a Matterhorn um, type of photography through certain listings, or just by and large doing professional photos, maybe that's the difference in your market. Uh, these are different things that you can do. If you open that up, then you'll be able to close more deals by providing more. And I'm not necessarily saying provide more expenses as far as monetary. Maybe it's just providing more services that you will provide for somebody. Okay. The other part is to network. <laughs> get out there and talk to people, shake hands, get out there and do some business to business marketing. Right? It's called building a referral network if you can. Hey, if you send me somebody, I'll send somebody to your painting business. Or it doesn't even have to be real estate related. It can be whatever you want, okay? Uh, but building that network and, and having people know who you are is a huge, huge plus. You can also work and try to get your past clients, put them into your sphere of influence, and start working that out. The end goal, I was lucky enough to have a good mentor and coach when I first got into this industry. And they pretty much kept telling me that the end goal was to have 300 people that have worked with you or by proxy worked with you. And then all you have to do is work your SOI and talk to the people that already know, like, and trust you. 
and now you can start using those people in order to get future business. And the SOI referral leads are the easiest and most fun business possible. So I would say that that is always the goal. But in order to get there, you have to, you have to do these other things to do that first. Um, another one could be the brokerage. Is that brokerage a good fit for you? Even if you've joined eXp and you're struggling and you need somebody or somewhere to go where there's an office, maybe find an eXp team to join. If that's not available in your area, then look for a different brokerage that may offer in-house in and give that affinity to you that you may not necessarily get with a cloud-based brokerage. And if you know what you're doing and you can be hands-off, then eXp might be a great fit for you uh, to kind of come over to and run your own business the way that you want to get a lot more of your money back in comparison or at least get more services if you're coming from 100% brokerage. Now if you're doing this part-time, <laughs> the simple part about this is do it full-time. You'd be surprised on putting in that much extra effort, how much more you can make and how much more you can do if you do this at a full-time effort. A lot of the times I've had agents come on, on my past teams and say, hey, I want to start part-time and work up to full-time. And we're just gonna slowly and amicably do that. Well, it never works out that way. Most people fail out because they get frustrated, they keep losing out on other deals because we've got those full-time agents that are out there that are, that are doing what they're supposed to be doing. And because of that, it's such a hard transition over. There's not a middle ground. <laughs> There's just no middle ground. You either have it all or you have nothing, really, or barely anything. So going full-time is gonna make that big difference, okay? And then the last part is building a referral network. B2B, we already mentioned that earlier, so business to business. But building a referral network with the next town over, right? And maybe that's part of your, of, of your area of responsibility. I'm thinking military, it's an AOR, yeah, okay. Uh, but <laughs> outside where, where you know your business, think about the next major city over. Maybe start building relationships with those people and going, hey, I, I'm looking for a referral partner. So for me, I'm in uh, Destin, Fort Walton Beach area. So maybe I'll look over to Pensacola or Panama City. Or if I'm taking, if my teams are taking care of that, maybe I push out to Tallahassee or something like that, where we start building those relationships with different areas that people go back and forth with. So that's something that you should definitely look into, building those relationships because um, you know as an experienced agent who's going to take something for 20-25% referral? Pretty much everybody, all day long. <laughs>